78 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. And Jason is, God knows where, recording this show from his car. What's what's the story? He's God knows where, doing God knows what. You're right. <laughs> God knows whom. Um, yeah, so I'm in. Uh, I'm up in uh, Palo Alto. Uh, Airely, my youngest, is uh, participating in a uh, what they call like a high performance gymnastics camp. So it's a bunch of girls who are sort of trying to make it to the division one level Mm -hmm. and uh you know may particularly stanford um and so she's here for like a three-day camp and uh yeah so i'm just like you know burning time seeing you know i was out uh visiting um a friend of mine i think i mentioned to you you know i invested in a buddy of mine's uh uh, tennis and swim club right a few years back oh i vaguely remember that tell me tell us more tell us more well, I don't talk about it because I'm not super interested in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'll talk, I mean, it's so my my buddy is a um, we're good friends from college. We played soccer together in Chicago, and um, he's turned into a big tennis fiend um, hmm. in his older age. And you know, he's he's actually quite a good player and likes to play all the time. Anyway, his big entrepreneurial idea was to buy a. Uh, uh, it was to start a tennis uh, tennis club, and nice. he did. Yeah, he bought one that was sort of left derelict. It has, it has like I don't know, thirteen tennis courts, and it was. I mean, all the courts were like, you know, broke, big cracks everywhere. I mean, it was crap, right? It was yeah. totally crap. But it was centered right in this redwood forest. I mean, this is gorgeous, right near. You know, we're like thirty minutes from Palo Alto, um, and it's a beautiful area, but. Um, so he raised some money. I was one of the investors, bought the, you know, it was like 13 acres of land that included the tennis courts or, I don't know, it was 13 acres, something like that, 10, 12 acres or whatever it is. And, wow. um, and refurbished all the courts and they all look like these, you know, US Open tennis courts and it's just beautiful. And um, he's been, he was really excited to show me, show me, uh, show it off and has, um, you know, it, big tennis program so he is like they they have like one of the most successful like uh youth tennis programs in wow. northern california yeah they have a you know he's like oh she's number one in norcal and he's number she's number five in norcal and that youth 16 u18 and they're going to this she's going to michigan she's going to harvard and she's going to uva you know so it's all these so these he's got this whole production covering. all right well let's talk about um elon musk and mark zuckerberg's cage fight I knew you were going to want to talk about that. I was like, that's funny. I was like, I was wondering, I was like, I wonder what topics Justin's going to bring. And I was like, oh, I know. It's the cage fight. He's got, he, that's, that's right up his alley. I mean, I'm just looking at an article here and um, it's like, like it's, it's, it's one of the, one of the, the, the world, you know, premier guys. He's like, Musk does not stand a chance. Like, because, because uh, Zuckerberg is in really good shape. Um, 
What was that thing that like he's in really good shape and he's doing competitive fighting, you know, at all the time? Well, how long has he been training? You have any idea? Just, uh, over Memorial Day weekend, Zuckerberg completed the Murph challenge of running a mile, followed by a hundred pull-ups, two hundred push-ups, three hundred squats, before dashing out on a second mile-long run, all while wearing a twenty-pound uh, weighted vest. Um, yeah, I mean, so he's fit, which is obviously an important part of it. You're not going to win a fight if you're not fit. So that's 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 you know key. But the other question is. You know how much how, how much fight training has he been doing? Has he just been doing this BJJ for like six months, or has he been doing it for like three or four? That's years? I'm just trying work? to find. I'm just trying to like grok the article to find that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Um. He's, well, he, won, he, two, he's won. He's won two medals. Two medals for amateur BJJ fighting. Um. It doesn't say how long. Uh. No. Wait. 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 Okay. As for the as for the tale. Of the tape, Zuckerberg, who's been doing MMA for about a year, appears to hold okay. a physical advantage, and he's won two amateur medals. Okay, so a year of training is not a lot. I mean, it's a lot better than zero yeah. <laughs> training. Um, but you're by no means a badass after a year, right? And, of and and I don't mean this in street fighting. I just mean the ability to in a cage fight. So um, BJJ is not necessarily mixed martial arts doesn't mean he can punch and kick very well it means he can grapple um now i don't know if he's doing mixed martial arts training as well or he's just doing bjj well you know, for, those basically... not know, for those not to know that's brazilian jiu-jitsu which is tends to be mostly like ground fighting yeah that's what they're saying they're saying he's going to be going for ground fighting and their advice to, to musk is to is to actually do the walrus thing that he joked about is to just try and find a way to just get on top of him and suffocate him that's <laughs> basically what they're saying but but uh-huh. the thing about musk is like I mean, he's 51. Like, it, uh, Zuckerberg's 39, 51. I mean, that's that's a huge amount of time <laughs> where, you, well, where your body just starts hurting, <laughs> especially if you haven't been working out and you've just been a lazy ass at the desk for like 10 years. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, it's kind of, uh, it, the whole thing would be kind of pathetic. You got a 40-year-old versus a 50-year-old amateur. You mean, you're talking amateurs? I mean, if you have a 40-year-old versus a 50-year-old ex-professionals, that's all, all even kind of like lame. Right, if you're used to looking at professionals, um, you, you've ever seen those fights when they have like the guys, right. you know, bring them out of retirement and they fight, and it's kind of like, okay, this is <laughs> pathetic. Um, you talk about if you're watching amateurs fight, that's really pathetic. And you fight two over the hill, never were, yeah, you know, never were, yeah, never were over the hill amateurs fight. I mean, come on, no, but I mean, it's this... literally like the only reason they'd fight is because of just their business animosity, right? That, that's the only reason. I know. I, I don't think they're. I don't think they, it has anything to do with business. I think. I think if anything, it's just kind of a lark. It's kind of like, um, you know, for for Musk, it's like, you know, something for him to train for. He's because I th- I think he's he's said as you know a couple times or he's he's acknowledged that he knows he needs to get in shape or he has a hard time tra- you know getting himself to work out. He needs he knows he needs to, you know. So it give him going. a reason. Yeah, so it's like, okay, so I got this big, the whole world's on this thing, and I'm going to, you know, so he spends the next, you know, I don't know, 8 to 12 months just training like crazy. And that would be just the kind of thing to get him to lose, you know, 40 pounds of fat and put on 10 pounds of muscle and get, I mean, know, um, so. so in the in the Ashley Vance book, I posted this in Discord, but I want to say it anyway. Um, in the Ashley Vance book about Elon Musk, 
they have this image uh, at the end of the book where he's talking with I think it's Kimball Musk's brother, and he's sort of saying, you know, what like what what defines Musk? Why is he who? So he Elon is? Elon's brother Kimball Musk. Yeah, Kimball Musk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right, right, right. He's like, why is he the success he is? And and Kimball says, well, I'll just let me just tell you this story. We all went on vacation to France, uh, cycling in the mountains, and um, we had this one trip where we we're all going up this like this extremely steep mountain like five miles up and so mm-hmm. all of us were fit except Elon, who basically hadn't even done this is like his first time cycling or something like that right so we get to the top of the mountain and we're just like and everyone was saying he's never going to make it he's not going to come and i'll just remember the moment he just to seeing him puffing around the corner just like he was going to come nothing was going to stop him he was going to make it up this mountain even though he had no experience was totally unfit and so that's what kind of you know that's the thing about elon musk is like he he has he has a mental willpower that's pretty strong yeah okay so i would give elon a little bit that that gives him a little more of an advantage than he would otherwise have but um i don't know how much difference that makes you know when you're talking about you're giving up 12, 13 years. Yeah. Right. That's a lot. You're, you're giving up, um, you know, at least a year of training and a year of fitness. And it's back, which is fucked because he, because the one time he got in a ring like eight years ago with a sumo wrestler who threw him and he put his back out for like eight years. Eight years. That's not good. Well, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know how tall Musk is. Someone said he was six two. I don't think he's six two. I think he's six foot, right? Six one at most. I don't think he's six two. But regardless, uh, Zuckerberg is like five eight. Right. Okay. Size makes a huge difference in fighting. The only yes. one I ever tell you different. It's not like kung fu movies, right? If yeah, you have know, a five right? eight guy against a six eight guy, and <laughs> <laughs> and they're proportional weight wise. The six guys going to kick the five eight guys' ass, you know, unless unless one guy's drunk or completely untrained or caught off guard. I mean, it's a big. If you have two people who are otherwise equally matched in, in relative weight and and, and relative, um, especially weight, um, but in, in other things like general size, especially weight makes a makes a huge difference. So, you know. Uh, especially especially if they came in at the big weight difference so it's like if 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 um i'm just making up weight because i don't know what they weigh but if zuckerberg's a fit 150 155 155 pounds 150 pounds he's 5'8 550 154 154 pounds he's five foot seven inches all right hey not pretty good guess right (laughs) so i'd say so he's so that's fit that's not like professional fighter fit because if he was 5'7 he's professional fighter he'd probably fight at like 140 six or something or 145 um but elon if his lowest is if he's fit it's going to be like one five eleven he's five eleven yeah so he's 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 like my height so if he's fit he's going to be 170 175 so he's he's at least 15 to 20 pounds and this is assuming they both are let's say this thing is a year from now and they both and elon musk gets you know a you know a couple serious trainers and he's all into it you know, Zuck has given up, you know, 20 pounds. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, but I'd still, I, I think I'd still give it to Zuck for, because um, 
you know, just the the age of thirteen years or whatever it is, and the um, and the uh, the thirteen years of age and the year of training. It's gonna be hard. Those are hard to overcome. I I think I yeah I said the same thing in the. I mean, initially, my initial, of course, me flip-flopping, my initial thought was, yeah, yeah, Musk's going to get it, Musk's going to get it. But then when I thought about it more, I'm like, wait a second, that age difference is is pretty significant. But it, it, I think it'll probably be close in the end. I think it'll be close in the end because a year of training, a year of training gets zero of training is a lot, but two years of training versus, say, one year of training, let's say this is like a year off. Yeah, yeah. Is different. And if if, even if Zuckerberg was training pretty hard for the first year he probably wasn't training as hard the first six months he's maybe gotten more into it more recently right but he wasn't like training for professional fight series probably in the first few months of it if if elon agrees to this he's going full bore with the world's best trainers starting tomorrow right so the difference between you know two years and one year is substantially you know reduced over the year of, of, of one year and zero so if they walked in room right now i mean elon would be toast but if they spent um a year training him uh it you know i think it'd be probably pretty close um it'd still be kind of pathetic to watch <laughs> yeah it would be it's, just gonna watch professional, it's not gonna be watching like a professional, but it would be a real you, state of funny. like it, it it would be a real um what's the word i don't have the right word but it would be a real it would, spectacle for, for for these two billionaires to do this. It would be really, I mean, it's sort of like white people problem kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's like a rich people problem. It's just the spectacle. It's, it's, it's just, yeah. the, I, I think, you know, one thing about Elon is he, he seems to do stuff on a lark. Yeah, he does. All the time. All the, right? all the time. Yeah. What the hell? Right. He's those guys. It's like, what the hell? I'll do it. You know, he just does like the sumo thing. Like, why would you do that? You know, he's very, very playful. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, well, that sounds like a fun thing to do. Uh, I'll train like what, you know, whatever, even though the rest of us are looking kind of wrong, like buying Twitter in some ways. People are like, why are you doing that? You know, (laughs) Uh, you know, it's sort of sort of weird. The whole thing is weird. Somebody joked. I don't know if I I don't know if this was on Discord or I saw this somewhere else, but they said it was like a. You know we're living in a sim. Their simulation. Oh yeah, see this kind of crap. It's happen, their simulation. Or... Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, like, yeah. Okay. So next thing, um, the Titanic submarine tragedy. Oh Jesus! What a what? That's just so horrible. This is yeah. I mean, what can you say about him? He's just. I mean, just I guess the thing. Horrible. It, no, it is so gut wrenching and horrible. But um, I don't know if you've been following the story much, but um, in two thousand eighteen. Um, the Marine Technology Society sent this this guy, like just a, a really pointed letter, like, "Look, don't build submarines this way. Like we've we've got tests, we've got balances. All all we're saying is is just like delay by a year before you start using this thing. Test it in the industry standard way." But he was just like really into pushing forward and trying to be sort of I don't know Silicon Valley like you know. So he kind of um. He just really believed he had the best technology. He was super proud of the, the 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 materials that they were using in the hull, and he was like, "No, nothing can go wrong with this thing." And move Which, fast and kill people. But isn't it isn't it amazing that it's so it's so like the Titanic? Like that's exactly what happened with the owner of the Titanic. Same same scenario. The guy just the guy was just like, "No, make it bigger." No, like so. It's really interesting. Well, was it? I don't know the Titanic story. I mean, I know. I mean, obviously, saw the movie like everybody else, where the guy was like 
saying go faster or something. And this captain was like, uh, I'm not sure that's a great idea. Uh, right? no, well, the, the, the Titanic, um, I think it was, I'm not sure who it was, but the story, the story about it was, was that the, the, the guy really was pushing to make it bigger to, um, to just be that crazy thing in and push it out faster and, and just, you know, just re- do really hardcore and saying, you know, it was just unsinkable <laughs> kind of thing. And so it, it seems like a replay in a way. It's so, it's so strange. And well, with I mean, someone who's so fascinated by well, Titanic. Okay. I, I, I'm not know if those are exactly comparable in, 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 the, in that kind of way because the Titanic wanting to build something that's the world's best, cutting edge, the biggest technology. There's nothing wrong with that, and it wasn't like it was. It, unless there's something surprising about the story that I don't know. I mean, it sounds like it was a world class built ship. It was just some arrogance about the operation of it. Um, you know, there's that. You know, if 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 the if the movie is to be believed, which you know, I put a big fat asterisk next to that. Um, this the submarine thing. If you know, I mean, I haven't followed, I've been reading about it like you. I've just been kind of seeing the headlines, so I'll just go off what you're saying. But if he's been getting letters about building an unsafe uh, submarine by people on the know, and he's ignoring that, that's that's a little different. But of course, I mean. It's it's bad. It's bad in a different way, you know. It, 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 people die, are dying in both cases, in, 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 for both reasons. Um, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the the only thing you don't want to do the the lesson to learn from this is not be super conservative with everything, regulate right. everything into an inch of its life. No, you can't. Let's slow down. Let's have ten commit. You know, what I mean, like that's not the lesson, right? Because um, the lesson is the lesson. So that's why you don't want to overreact to this. But if a guy is, you know, because otherwise SpaceX wouldn't exist, right? No, exactly. Right. Yeah, no. I mean, you know. So, so I'm just, I'm just saying, they just, I mean, United Launch Alliance, like they still figured out how to land rockets, and it, and it would take their their launch cost is like a hundred x of the. Falcon, so this is right? so so this is the the the. the the nub of the letter we do so if this is from the uh, marine technical society so basically your mar- marketing material advertises that titan design will meet or exceed um uh, dnvgl safety standards yet it does not appear that oceangate has the intention of following dnvgl class rules uh, we do all agree that a performance-based testing program for design verification is a recognized and valid approach to new technologies however we recommend that a minimum you institute a prototype testing program that is reviewed and witnessed by DNVGL or ABS. While this may demand additional time and expense, it is our unanimous view that this validation process by a third party is a critical component in the safeguards that protect all submersible occupants. Yeah, see, that sounds completely reasonable, right? I mean, it sounds like, without any more information, that this guy is not being safe. He's not, he's not, I mean, you know, like anybody in technology knows that, that early versions of stuff fail and that you need to, you know, and unless it's something that isn't going to, is if it fails, is it going to cost anybody anything? It's kind of a, you know, not an issue, like a website didn't render a page correctly or something like fine, but, but, but for clarity, just, just, just to, just to be clear, 
this thing didn't break on its first time down there. I mean, he went down every time it went down. And I believe it had done like 70 trips, you know, it's like some large amount of trips. It's just that he had, he, he, so it had been successful 70 times, but it just had not passed muster with the, I don't know, the, the governing bodies on the Marine Technology Society. Marine yeah, Technology it, Society. So, so it, it had never gone, yeah, it had never gone through their testing program you know like that kind of thing and who you know who knew but the but the but i think the point is is it it i mean i don't actually have a a big thing to say other than just bringing up this letter and just thinking the the two the two things that really struck me obviously it's absolutely horrific um and then also the kid so what the the kid who went his aunt said he really didn't want to go and was pretty scared about going, and so it's like a it's like a dad sort of saying, "Okay, look, son, you're coming with me," and that. So those two things, you know, I don't know, they just left me feeling a bit, a bit annoyed. Yeah, well, you know, um, <laughs> you're annoyed. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> Justin is annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just like, uh, yeah, you know. I mean, what I kept telling to Sandy is like, can you imagine the 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 wife and mom of those yeah. two? I mean, I, I just can't even imagine the amount of anguish. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just horrible. I mean, look, the the I, obviously the smart thing to do would be to if you're building a submarine that's going, you know, down to the depths, you'd want that thing. You'd want as many, you know, you'd you'd want a qualified expert review of it i would think yeah or you'd yeah. want like i wouldn't I go on it you know yeah, no, i mean no I, I wouldn't put my family on i wouldn't my friend like are you sure you want to go on it? um uh yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean it's um i don't know so it, it, it does bring up an interesting question though I, I i don't think there's many people who would argue that 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 the guy was not reckless you know, or without fault i think the vast majority of people they're listening to this letter um based on what you've least information that we have that he was he was reckless you know but in a very slow way (laughs) it was like but like after 70 trips you'd think he'd he'd, he's probably thinking ah see uh, you know i'm told them showed them you know it's like how do you know like how do you know when it's how do you know when anything's safe well nothing is right i mean at the end of the day you know technology fails you know planes crash cars crash you know horrible things happen um things fail you know bridges collapse i mean a lot of them a lot of things fail and it's after the fact we find out that a lot of people knew that there were warnings you know bridge collapses and you find out that they're you know whatever type of reviews and refurbishing and stuff had not passed and nobody did anything or you remember that um condominium or apartment complex that collapsed a few years ago in florida Right. That. I do, I do think I do, yeah. Yeah, and, and then and it killed like I don't know, it was forty or fifty or some people were just crushed to death and collapsed in the middle of the night and it was like they they had like the um structural engineers had done some review on it and they found out that um uh that you know they that this was a big problem that there were that there's things were eroding that the structural supports weren't sound and they, and that the homeowners association or whatever just had not acted on it. Like they just said, oh, that's really expensive. We're going to have to hold off on this and do another assess, you know, discussion, you know, 
postpone the meeting about discussions about doing an assessment paper, whatever, you know, committees do, they know, cause it just, it's going to be a lot, it's expensive. Right. And then somehow it just was not taken care of. And then that's what happened. Something you know? tells me this is going to be a dark show. Well, you're the one to bring it up. I'm... <laughs> Shall I try and bring up something more fun? Well, let's switch. Let's, I mean, they, I, I don't think it's much to say other than the, the guy was obviously somewhat reckless, probably somewhat arrogant given the information we have, and and, a, and something horrible happened hmm. as a result of it. All yeah. right. Well, um, I'll, I'll give you a quick update on Nitro Note. Yeah. By the way, I just want to say about Nitro Note. I do like that name. Oh, you do? I do. I do. I like Nitro Note. Okay. I think it's good. I think it's yeah. a good name. I, I wouldn't I'm, think about it anymore. I'm living. I'm. I'm. I'm living with it. Like I'm. I'm beginning to sort of um, move it in my mind from list to nitro. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. I like it. I mean, <laughs> I like list. You know, but I'm not going to argue with about it anymore. But I also like nitro. Right. Okay. Like it's fine. I think they're both. Uh, I think nitro might have um, has you know has less of the problem that you talked about searchability and yeah brain. exactly. I, I, I agree um, that that is that is true. Um, and, uh, you could at some point, you know, change it to nitro. So I, I, I like it, you know, and that's good. So I think, um, so first of all, dark mode, I, uh, yes, last time I spoke to you, I was like, no, no, I'll do, I'll do dark mode last after these important things. But then I just sat down and I did dark mode first. And I, that was really the right decision. Like it really was like the sunglasses were the most important thing for those people surviving. Dark mode was a, an important thing for me to do um, because okay. it just makes me feel like just much better working on it. Like I really see the potential of the product, <laughs> you know, in a way that mm-hmm. I couldn't really see in the same way. Um, mm-hmm. And I just really enjoy using it. I mean, did you get a chance to look at it? To look well, at I just dog? saw the screenshots. I haven't played with it. I've, I, I saw the screenshots in discord. Cause like I said, I, you know, I've been out of been traveling, but yeah. um, it looks good. And um you know, and I'll just reiterate what I said before, which is like, if this was like a three month project to make a dark mode, I was like, this is really a stupid thing to spend your time on. I, if you want this to be successful, if that's your goal for be successful, wasting that much time, that would be dumb. But if it's something you knocked out a few days, like no problem. Like it makes oh, yeah, you feel yeah. better if it motivates you and gets you fired up because getting fired up is, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's fuel for, 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 for moving the needle for, for development. Especially for you, because you're so emotionally driven on this stuff. You're like <laughs> fits and spurts. You're like, oh, madness. Oh, I'm depressed. Oh, I'm super excited. Oh, I'm depressed. Uh, oh, you know, it's like this up and down, up and down. So that's true. What do we true. have to do to get you? It is fired a roller coaster. Up? It is a roller coaster. Jesus Christ, man! It's like, you know, it's like the guy who sprints every third mile of a marathon and then like collapses and throws up, and he passes. Like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, sick, and then he comes sprinting by you again. You're like, what? What are you doing? So something that um, that Charles, Fred, and True Space talk about. So you you know I True Space uh, I I contract with them. Yep. And um, one thing that they really talk about. So at, so their their focus is getting companies from um, like the two million mark to ten million plus. Two million um, AR annual revenue. Yeah, two million two annual ten. revenue to to ten okay. million to over ten million. Um, and they're very good at it, by the way. And um. A really key point that they have in the in the framework that they build for these companies to use mm-hmm. is the the why. So, like, tr- mm-hmm. understand your why, and then stick to it. Like, don't do other stuff that is just random outside of the reason why you exist, <laughs> which right. is which is what you know most startups do. They'll just try anything. And mm-hmm. so, um, 
you know, it's probably too too premature of me to to be thinking about a wife course because it's just sort of. But at the same time, I did think about one aspect because I've I've been trying to prioritize and decide what to work on or whatever, and I I think I have a why. I'm not sure it's the why, but it's like a really big motivator for me, and I want to talk to you about that. And it goes back to that very beginning discussion that we had about this whole thing, which is like the big ass text file. And mm-hmm. ultimately, the reason why I want to do this is because. I want to make something that's enjoyable to use. That mm-hmm. is essentially the the center of the onion. It's like, okay, look, I'm a software developer. It's like a pain in my ass to use big ass text file because of all the reasons we discussed. But it's it's ten times more painful to use big UI project management systems. So mm-hmm. so the center of the onion here for me is just enjoyable to use. And so that really helps me define like, okay, does this make it more enjoyable to use? You know, every every time I'm thinking about a product. Uh, like a feature and if it doesn't if it's just like i don't know this this just helps me really understand it so for example that's the reason why the next thing i did you know make nodes collapsible so first so the first thing was make it dark you know do the dark thing the second was make the nodes collapsible the next one's going to be make pages searchable the next one's going to be make pages stylable so and it's just sort of on in that way that just help that just that's the kind of motivator does that make sense yeah, well, okay, so I have a I have a why for you, first of all. So okay. here's my why. So why are you working on this and not play strong? Yeah, well the reason the reason why is because G is completely buried in um writing her book. And okay. she doesn't and she doesn't want the distraction. Um for example, I keep on trying to like <laughs> it's it's got to the point where she's getting a bit irritated that I'm asking, but I keep on saying, look, can we just sit down and plan out this SEO and content pillars? And she's like, look, I don't want to do it now. <laughs> so it's just not really okay. the right time. Yeah. Look, that's the last thing I want to do is piss your wife off, right? I right, mean, exactly. that's rule number one as a husband is don't piss off your wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and it's, it's easier. It's easy to do, right? So it's like, okay, like, how do I not piss her off? Okay. So she's making it real clear that she doesn't want to do this right now. So yeah. um, if, if that wasn't the case and you were like, oh, I just don't feel like it, I would be wondering if this is a smart idea because PlayStrong is already generating revenue, a, good, a fair amount of revenue, and it has some good momentum. And if your goal, as it was seen before, was to achieve sort of financial independence, like that was paramount. Um, right. Buy your freedom through with financial independence, then like this was your ticket. Like you could get there within a you know couple of years. Um, if... But if, as you say, she's uh, otherwise occupied, she's mentally just taxed with her other endeavors and, and just doesn't want to work on this for the next three to six months, then yeah, okay, fine. Like, exactly. yeah, it sounds like yeah. Good, good. Might as well use it to do something you're, you're find exciting and, and, and move the needle for you, move the needle forward. Um, so, okay, so, okay, that, that stuff all sounds fine, but, you know, I, I will harp on one thing, which is collaboration because i think that is fundamental to um it's going to really core the product and and i i i think that that's where you're going to get people to pay money for much more readily than for um power users paying for themselves to just have more features so is there a reason why you're not doing that or you're not interested in doing that or you or is or what's where is that on your to-do list yeah, so um, so I've got my pro- the, the priority I've got is collapsible, searchable, stylable, shareable, um, and then 
um, after after shareable, then to move into the other stuff, because uh, I sort of feel like there's a there's um because the marketing the marketing plan that I have is to make this just available for free. You go to Nitro Note, you're there. I okay, so do... standard premium, premium, the standard premium. Thing. It's the, the standard premium thing, and 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 but you go there and you can just start using it, and I've I it's just going to be cool. <laughs> I'm gonna like I've got some ideas to just make it cool. Um, some other th- just mm, um, even things like okay, I, I don't know what you're gonna think about this, but even things like being able to set a timer on a task, and then if the task doesn't, <clears throat> if you don't do the task, it starts burning, like actually starts burning, <laughs> like an animation of it burning, <laughs> and you know, and or for example, another thing to be able to put a timer on a task and like. If you don't do the task, then the whole the whole UI just locks down until you check that task off. Um, I mean those are cute, and uh, I could see they're and they're quirky, right? They're, those are very quirky things that, for a small number of people, they're going to think that's just really hilarious and clinical, right? So they could lead to some marketing, exactly, um, yeah. an interesting marketing push. But it's it's not going to be super useful or heavily used by the majority of people the majority of the time because because um, what are you talking about for Nitro Note is not just a taskless thing it's an information management system which can be used in a hundred different ways for a hundred different reasons right right so task management task list is going to just be a small fraction of that and a number of people who are going to be like you know having this internal fight about what they're working on or not working on and punishing themselves or forcing themselves to do one thing. That's, that's a small number of people who are actually going to do that. Yeah. I mean, okay. But I still, so I still think the order that I said, so collapsible, searchable, styleable, shareable, but then that's just like dumb sharing. So it's, it's not like, um, what's the word? It's not collaborationable. (laughs) So, so basically I think that there's, I think that there's like three months worth of, um, making the product, just juicing the product before going into that direction that's my that's just that's just my feeling and i you know what i think i'm right because i was right about dark mode and that sounds crazy i just think you justin needs to do it justin's way <laughs> i don't know if you're right about doing dark mode i mean it, it, it was it was just a matter of like it would turn out to be a small thing so it's fine i mean it was no right. cost you know um yeah i mean it's it, not going it's it's not going like, here's the thing it's not going anywhere without without being styleable so um and and searchable is also super important like i can already see like it's just it's unusable if it's not searchable and collapsible is huge and i've almost got that done i can see that it's going to be a game changer so those three pieces um and then the next the next thing is i'd have to make it shareable anyway i'd have to make it so that you could post someone a link and just show them the the page so it it seems to be just the thing after that you know i'm just i just just look out for the fact that you don't want to paint yourself in a corner with the underlying, the backend technology because you weren't thinking about how real-time collaboration works. And then we, and then we have this conversation, you know, whatever, six months from now, and you're like, ah, it's just so hard. It's, you know, it's just going to be a nightmare because oh, you didn't deal with it, you know? No, we, it's already dealt. I mean, it's already dealt with as much as it can be. We've got the change, we've got the change set stuff in okay. there and every, everything is done using that. But I had a good old um, discussion about this with Dave, um, you know, when we, in a, during our short partnership. Mm. Um, 
And we went pretty deep. We went pretty deep <laughs> into it. Seven day partnership or the four day part. What was that? I mean, it's the world's shortest partnership. In okay. our discussions, we went pretty deep into it. And, um, you know, I think he'll agree that um, the foundations of it are there. It's just, there's, it, it's a bit complicated, but not for any, not for any reason of, of how it's been built. It's just a bit complicated in terms of um, applying those change sets. Like if, you know, it's, it's the timing of them. So like if three people do something and create a change set at the same time, it's like they kind of need to be in order. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's, there's, um, there's a little bit of a complication there. And that's probably going to be, that is going to be a big effort because I think for that, I'm going to need to move to Node um, and sort of cent- do it centrally. Um, so I think that, that that I can get it quite far, get it marketed and get it used um, before I well, get into that stuff. Well, doesn't um, doesn't PHP now have Laravel have some real time thing, the module thing that handles this stuff? I think were you saying something about that, or is it not? Doesn't really do it not, the way that... not in the way that that it should probably be done. I, I think I think it's it really should be a Node thing, honestly. Um, you know, there's something that popped up on Hacker News uh, a week or so ago about some large-scale multiplayer backend thing where they they handle all of this stuff um, mm. and like some big AutoCAD software that does that has a multiplayer mode is built on it, some other things, and mm. it seemed like it was um, like really fully baked, and um, it at least at a superficial review of it, it looked like there was introductory free pricing for like personal projects and really inexpensive for lower. So you might want to take a look at that. Mm, Is that sure. kind of, that's, that's the kind of thing that might be a, um, just a plug and play solution without you having to, you know, build all this from scratch. I don't know. Yeah. So sure. Send me the link. Take a look. I, I don't know if I can find it, but some, somebody, in a, some one of our listeners might remember, might have a link to it. It was like, I don't even, I don't remember the name of it. I don't even know if I have a, I don't know if I have a link to it, but I'll, I'll if I do, I'll, I'll share it with you. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's pretty. I think that's a that's a good enough update for uh, for, for Nitro Note for Nitro, Nitro Note. Okay. okay. Well, what yeah. are you going to do with the domain? Which domain are you going to use? Have you decided on what, what your your starting domain name is going to be? Well, I've got like a, a bunch of Nitro Note stuff. Um, I think the Nitro Note.io or Nitro Note.co is what I'd use. Yeah, you always Probably you always .io. you always do like you always get the whole the whole shebang right yeah. you don't just get like one domain you like get every variation <laughs> just in case you go crazy i like what how many domain names do you own by the way oh i mean probably i, I probably like 50 well that's not bad yeah not that's not bad. because so what happens is you do this you get the you get the you get the madness you get the crazies for some domain and then you just get all these things in this project and then the project kind of dies at some point and then what you just let them all expire yeah, and but even for this project, I mean, I'm sure I've registered the, you know, 25 to 30 domains that have expired over the over the while, you know, since I first started thinking about it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Already, some of them have started. I'm mean, like, I think like five of them have expired within the last month. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'd, I'd hate to hear. I hate to hear that you're like burning like a thousand dollars a year. No, 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 no. It's a demo domain that you're never going to use. Um, although so, we yeah. all we all do a little bit of that. We all have our share of domains that we really should just you know let so, go of nitro.io is just like um a, a parked page and it just says click here if you're interested in purchasing nitro.com 
just looking long term, Nitro.com is basically an international boat creation, like a boat builder. So that's just never going to happen. Nitro.com is never going to happen. I would just go with Nitro now. Nitro.co is available for a five hundred thousand dollar purchase. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so that I could I could move it to Nitro.io or Nitro.co. Those are feasible. Um, so then I so then I just it probably makes sense to just decide. Okay, would I go with a .io now or a .co? Because I've got both of those, so I probably go with a .io or Nitro.io. Yeah, Nitro.io yeah. or yeah. Nitro.co. I don't know. Uh, I don't really doesn't know. Matter, man. Whatever. I just have the other one redirect to it. Okay. It's all yeah. good. Right. What What you got? What do I got? I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, okay. I've got more. <laughs> I've got more. I'm trying to think. What do I have? Um. Oh, so I'll just do you under a little math academy update of the of MR course. stuff we were talking about. Of earlier. course. Yeah. Um. So I finished. I would say I basically finished version one of the proof editor. Which is a pretty big deal, um, because what? Because now, now the team, the content team, can start developing um, proofs for courses. And for high level math, um, proofs are a central part of what you're actually doing. Right? You're not just solving problems. You're like the the you know the the skill is proving things proving uh, general statements. And if you don't have a way to sort of ex- test or exercise that skill, you really can't cover that material. You can't teach those courses or offer those courses because people are like, well, I don't, you know, like this is not comparable to what would happen if you, in a, if you took this course at a, at a university somewhere. So what does Alex think? Um, you know, actually, I'll re- you want me to read his response? Yeah, let's see. Let's see. So, this is not this is not public for for public discussion. But I just read this was actually um, this is on Slack, and um, so I had um, I asked Justin to create a um, a demo video uh, mm. along a, a, a uh, of how to how how to use it, so that it would be easy to spin the team up on it. Um, in addition to create, he created a, 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 a very um, in-depth um, sort of getting started document, a how-to, like here's how to create proofs, here's how you do this, yeah. here's how you do that, here's the, here's the markup, here's the recommendations, here thing, you know, style guide, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just one thing that Justin does, great, he just does a really great job with stuff like that. If I say, can you create like a getting started how-to manual, he'll just bam, like three days later. It's like so a he's the exception manual. to the rule. Like the, 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 the rule is, is you give something to someone and it's never as good as you expect. Yeah. That is not true with either Justin or Alex. Yeah. That is not true. I, I found my magic men, right? Yeah. They, they, I just say, make some magic for me. And they're like, do you want a black magic or white magic? And I'll say, I'll take black magic. And they're like, done. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I mean, they, they really, they, they, they deliver, you know? And, um, quite often it's beyond what I had really even kind of mad- imagined. I'm like, Oh damn, that's cool. Um, and you know how awesome that is, right? Cause how, yeah, cause amazing. usually it's the other way around, right? You're like, you ask for something and you're just like, and you get it. And you're just like, oh, God, you know, I gotta, do I redo this myself? Do I 
tell them the 15 things that they're wrong and need to, you know, like, or do I just fire them and hire somebody? You know, like you, you go through those things. But Justin and Alex um, are, it's, you know, it's not like that at all. And so anyway, um, so I, let me get this on my phone. Right. So Justin wrote a, um, a thing on Slack to just to let Alex know. He says, hey, Alex, Yuri, I've been working on putting together a proof guide while testing out the proof editor that Jason's been working on. Here's the link. It's got a demonstration of the proof editor, plenty of concrete examples of proof questions, some notes on syntax for generating select boxes, a list of techniques that I found helpful while creating different variations and difficulties of the same proof, and some conventions and explanations. Um, and he says, hopefully this will save you guys a bunch of time spinning up yourselves and getting the rest of the content team on the rails once it's time to make a big push on proofs. Hmm. And Alex says, wow, I just watched this video. This looks amazing. Very slick. I can't wait to get started. I'll read through the doc tomorrow. And there's like, and then Justin says, yeah, Jason has done an awesome job on the UI exclamation point. It's all coming together. And we've gone through so many sample proofs that I'm confident that this solution will work for any proof that will that that we might want to teach. That's so cool. So, so can That's you describe cool. it? Can you describe the UI to us? Is is it is it the drop down with the, the 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 math markup in the middle of the drop down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, um, right. So like, the UI for writing this is is actual text. So you would say. If you're writing a question or a proof, you'd say, okay, here's like the text box for like, here's the question, the statement, you know, prove the statement, let blah, blah, assume, blah, blah, you know, whatever, or, or uh, yeah, prove the following statement and it'll, and it'll do that. And then it'll say, and then here's the proof that they're expecting to do. And it would be a combination of text, you write text, and then you'd see this special markup, you know, interspersed in there for like the LaTeX, which is the, the equation rendering, right? Either inline or block, right? Yeah. And then you'd see... In there, in there, you'd see these these statements say select, and it would be like in the square braces, and it would be like a comma separated list of of different select options, right? Yeah. Um, and those could be in quotes if they had commas in there, double quotes, right? So that it that it parse. Or, but you could also so that would work. But you could also inside the double the double braces, you could, instead of just having a list of options, you could say options colon, and then then have it list semicolon and then have margin left colon right at margin top or just margins just like standard like kind of um css type of style so that you can if you need to tweak how the select box is sitting in the uh in the math jacks block you can tweak it because sometimes you need to is it just an internal to tool um or yeah. Uh, yeah. so so there so you would never like release it to like because i was thinking It'd be cool to see a video of it in uh, Discord, but maybe you wouldn't want to do. Yeah, that. I mean, oh, 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 you mean the? Oh, you're asking if the is the LaTeX markup language and stuff internal? Oh, yeah, that's all internal. But yeah, I could. Um, I haven't even seen the video myself. Just do a demo. Yeah, like we'd love yeah. to see. I think we'd love to see a demo of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. I'll. I could post that to um the Discord. Um, now, if you post it to the Discord, just 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 to give you a little hint, um, because I've seen you do that. I've seen you do this, and I just want to help help you out with with this. Um, you don't need to actually just upload the whole video to Discord. All, all you do is put it anywhere in your Dropbox, and I know you've got Dropbox. Then just right, then just click right hand share link, and just post that, and that that whole thing okay. happens instantly. And then you you don't end up with this giant video in in Discord, which is kind of a pain in the butt. 
Mm, okay. I'll give that a shot. Okay. Sounds good. Well, the video is now on uh, Vimeo. So oh, cool. Then, then we're good. Then we're good to go. Nice, nice, nice. I think that's, I just saw, yeah, because I get like, if there's anything in the Vimeo account, I get like a Gmail, a warning to my, or alert to my Gmail. And I said, oh, I guess Justin must have used Vimeo to post this thing. So, oh, nice. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be happy to show it to you. Um, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it, um, it's, you know, the funny thing is though, um, the idea for how this works wasn't my idea. It was actually Yuri's idea. Um, so Yuri is, um, one of the, our editors. So he's kind of like, Alex says, he's oh, like, yeah, he's you like, said, a, you told he's this like story, Alex's yeah. right hand man. He's like, he's like, um, Justin is for me. <laughs> like he's just, you know, Alex describes, uh, Yuri as like, he's a mathematician, but like even to mathematicians, he's like a genius. Like he's a polymath, you know, it's like everything. And <laughs> not only that, he has like this, like he knows, you know, all these branches of math, but then he also knows a ton about machine learning and he like, he, he can create all these re- ridiculous graphics like he's the one who kind of got that going for us so we have just thousands and thousands of graphics and our questions and lessons that are you look at that and you're like how did how how do like when you see that in textbooks and you see this really beautiful graphics like who designs those it's right you can't just it's get, yuri it's yuri he does it well you always wonder because you're like an art it looks like an artist if an artist wouldn't know the mathematics so how, how does it happen right because mathematicians don't typically have an artistic sense right it's like they're like coders and anyway so he has that as abilities so um, anyway, Yuri, you know, is a very obviously a very um, well. You you had told guy. you had told the story. You said something like, "I was I've I'd been wondering like how how I was going to do this," and then yeah. Yuri just Yuri just said it, and we we're like, "Yep, okay, that's what we'll do." Yeah, yeah. I was going to do a drag and drop thing, and he was like, "Well, why don't we do the the select like select list?" And I was like, "Huh." You know, and I had kind of, I had kind of mentally set on this drag and drop thing, and I talked a lot about. It. I'm sure I've talked about it on the show plenty of times, and and then uh, he really reset my reset me on that. I thought about it. I was like, you know, I think he's right, actually. And not only not only is it going to work better, it's going to be a lot easier to build and a lot easier to test. Um, I think, and so um, yeah. I would say it was a lot easier to be build because you have to to injecting these select boxes that have that's been latex. Fun rendered and have those sit correctly within an external like math latex block that has its own rendering and you know like that was not easy to do well so it had its own problems but um it was a great idea i have to give yuri that that was a great idea and it is justin explained he's like it, it will it will work for any type of proof so that That's was great that was great so yeah man i'm uh I'm excited about it because um, I, if if we can pull this off and we can really do a great job of teaching proof oriented math, then then um, we can handle all these much more advanced courses, which could open a whole different type of market for us. Love it. So that's so now I'm finally on. Because Sandy Sandy came to me on a couple of days ago, and she's like, "All right, look. So when is it? We didn't get done with this because we got other stuff to do." It's just like because we got a, we got a PR push coming. The B, the AP exam score is going to be released. We need and we need to do X this this this. And so I as so I was trying to tie this thing up so that I could you know get on all this other stuff that she's she's uh, alerted me to. Was so, there any um, other Math Academy stuff you wanted to talk? Well, you know, um, one thing I was just going to say is um, I do. 
is it is really uh fun working with sandy on this you know because she'll like be because it's funny like when i go on discord and i see her talking to you guys about what's going on and everything i mean that's kind of cool right yeah (laughs) it's kind of you know like this is this thing that we're doing together right like i'll call her up and you know we're like okay what's you know because i'm out of town she's like you know okay so what's what are you guys doing? What are you doing for dinner? What, t- you know, scheduling tomorrow, the drop off at Stanford and this stuff. And then it's like, okay, do we get any new users today? She's like, okay, yeah. So we got some new users, this, that you need to reactivate. Yeah. So it's like this, it's this, it's just this ongoing thing. That's constantly part of our, our, our daily, you know, our discussions or it's ongoing dialogue, which is kind of cool. Like um, double life. Yeah, you just, you know, we kind of switch modes. Like, you're talking about the kids, yeah. you're talking about this, and then you're talking about Math Academy, and then you're flipping back talking about something else. Uh, although sometimes she'd be like, all right, I can't talk about Math Academy anymore. <laughs> it's like, I'm done. She's like, I guess I, I've checked out for the night, you know. So I've learned that lesson. Like, don't don't overdo it. Um, so I wanted to ask you about that, though, because you, you, one thing that you, I don't want to this show to be a complete rehash of the last show, but there's a couple of things I was thinking about the previous show that I wanted to to, to bring up. And um, you were talking about like having a partner and you were saying, well, you've had partners in this and you were like, basically I feel alone. I'm going to talk to, but like, I mean, you can still talk to G about it. Right. I mean, to Georgia, right. You, you, you still, just cause she's not your partner doesn't mean you can't talk or does she just not like want to talk about this stuff she she does she doesn't want to talk about it and um and you know i don't blame her um it's it's just because of it's because of the previous problem of me always saying oh this is going to be the one this is going to be the thing oh because you have like 25 <laughs> projects in the last 15 years <laughs> yeah and yeah. It's, yeah, so she's so just she's, like i can't do i can't because because she doesn't because she gets invested and then it's like a an emotional roller coaster ride and it's like look i just don't want to get invested because I, I'll get stressed and upset when it doesn't go somewhere or when you just drop it for something else. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's fair enough. I, 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 that's fair enough. Right. So, so she just, so you just basically, is it less like a, a, a topic that is just not discussed at all? Not discussed. Or? It's not, it's not even discussed. It's like, it's, it's my, my little boy who cried wolf has killed that, that a part of our discussion possibility. <laughs> Well, you know, it was like seven, it was like seven projects ago where you said, well, this is the last one. And I know, I promised right. her and I'll never yeah. talk about it again. So, you know, that was what speak or something. I, I don't remember. Yeah. It was like one of those. That's and, why, uh, that's why I really have to do that. I really have to stick with this one. I have to make it a success. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, if you're I mean, not talking to her about it, it doesn't matter, right? Well, I mean, I kind of have to stick with this one in my own mind because I put so much fucking work in it and it's got so much potential. So I'd be Well, how much work quite... have you put in this compared to Nugget, compared to Speak? I mean, where what are we I would how, say how, how... more technical work in this. This is but this is the most technical project I've done ever by 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 a factor of a lot. Really? Yeah. Cuz it's really huh. really complicated. Even more than light? Yeah, much more. Hmm. Much more. Light was easy. Light was just I mean, light was just um so you're talk when you say light, you're talking about the um the app the mobile delivery everything. app. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was that there's was only one light after all. Testing. There's there's nothing. I mean th- like mm-hmm. that was just working with titanium and just making some nice screens and then generally crud. I mean, that was just polish okay. polish. This is like hardcore 
com- you know, like um, computer studies type problems. <laughs> Everything okay. about it. Computer science. Yeah. Okay. So, but you put a lot of work in a nugget, just not computer science work. Just you were you were writing lots of educational material. It's right? it's, edu- yeah, of it's a lot of yeah, lot of lot of a lot of writing. This is a lot yeah. of thinking and 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 co- like this is the just overall just on every level the most complicated. So that's that's well, the other reason why I like it. My take on all this is that all of these projects could work if you stick yeah. with it. Right. No, agreed. That's that's what it takes. It's like and and and, and is you know um, right. Some 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 might might work out a little better than the others in the end, but they're all they all could become viable businesses if you just stick with it. I mean, they may evolve a little bit over time. Right. I mean, speak or something you could see maybe exactly your solution, your your initial conception of it was quite on point and you needed to make some adjust, but in general, that could have worked and I don't know. So were you surprised to to find out that uh, that we don't even talk about it? <laughs> I shouldn't have been. I'm not now that you say that. I'm, I feel stupid that I didn't know that. that I wasn't thinking about that because obviously that's that's her. That's the her. That's what her reaction would be because she's just protecting herself emotionally, right? And she's also protecting your relationship, right? Right? Because she doesn't want to be upset with you. Yeah, exactly. Right? And she's like, I have no control over this. You get on this emotional roller coaster. You take me on, and then you dump you dump it, and then I'm like, "What the hell?" You know, what just happened? <laughs> right. Like I thought this was the you know the next Google. I mean, I don't understand now. What you're not doing anything, and you know, I mean, so um, yeah, I, I guess I was it. I was I not thinking about that, but yeah, I I guess now I understand that. But you know, you talk about it with me. You talk about it with on the podcast. You, you talk about it on. Um, discord i mean how much more you talk about it? it's true but there's like there's nothing like actually solving problems with someone about something you know that's really really nice um it is true i mean it, it's um yeah i mean i yeah that's that's nice but uh i guess you're just gonna have to earn it right yeah i'm gonna have to exactly so but but like by the time by the time I do get to work with anyone, like I'll have probably solved the the big the big ones that I needed to solve. I mean, I'm sure that there's there's an infinite number of problems, like as as a business grows. But yeah, um, I mean, it's not the yeah exactly. There'll be there'll be lots of different kinds of problems to solve. So okay, right. well that makes that makes sense now. Now that you you remind me of that, I think it's probably should have been obvious. But okay, well, um, here's one for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, Reddit is in a death spiral. Uh, right right not not interesting um well you know it's it it's kind of the 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 standard problem that happens when you have something uh some type of a social network need to make a profit and you you rely on the people you rely on the people and your whole business is built on people but then at some point you're gonna have to kind of screw them over yeah, or you, you know, you you have to monetize it in in certain ways. You're it's it, it's not that you're screwing them over, but you're just going to put constraints on it so that you can make money. And and everyone, and when you take something away from somebody, no matter how small, I mean, there's going to be a certain number of people who are just going to get really upset. 
right? I, or there are certain part people who are just much more adversely affected than other people. I mean, I'm sure the vast majority of people don't even use an app. They don't care about the API. They don't give a crap about it. It's but not I, a big deal. I don't but understand how it... Oh, sorry. Okay, I'll just say, I don't understand how it turned from them charging for the API, right, which is obviously going to piss off some developers. Uh-huh. How did that turn into... All of the all of the community owners are like going to back up those those developers and shut everything down. Like I don't understand that. How did that happen? Oh, you know, I mean, it would probably take a bit of research to find out how this worked. Um, but it, it, it sounds like a lot of these mods were doing it out of um, solidarity. Solidarity for those guys. On principle, like on the principle of the thing, you know. I mean, people get all worked up on the web about, you know, things that aren't even real, you know, and they get all, and it's like, it doesn't really affect, they don't affect anybody, but they're going to stand for what's right or whatever. Okay. So, so they did it on principle, but then Reddit then comes down on those mods, and now all of a sudden, oh, wait, holy shit, this is personal. Like, now you're being mean to me. So that, like, actually makes all the mods double down. But in the meantime, Reddit, the, the, I don't know how they can f- fix this. Well, I mean, so the, the the so, but at the same time, they can't give in, right? You right. can't negotiate with terrorists. You know why? Because <laughs> they'll just do more of it. As soon as you give in to, to th- situations like that, then then all they have to know is all we have to do is protest again, and they'll give us what they want, and we'll protest again, and we'll get more of what we want, right? So they're thinking from the same game theoretic, sociological standpoint that we they, we have to we have to demonstrate that our will is stronger than theirs and that um doing shutting things down going dark is ultimately going to fail and it's, it's not worth them doing otherwise they're going to continue doing it right if you if you in effect reward um some kind of behavior you're going to get more of that behavior right so they're thinking you know we have to make money. We want to go public or whatever. We want. We have to make money. We we have to. You know, they made some internal calculation about API usage and what they're going to charge, and that's what we're going to do. And um, you know, we can't just uh, give in to you know whatever these protests are. That I can understand it from. I mean, I th- they both they both sides have a point, right? I mean, it's like you know, the mods are. I mean, I you know I understand why the people who we're using the API are now going to get sort of priced out of this thing. And they're really upset. Their businesses have been ruined and you can understand why people invested in the social network, especially the moderators. You probably, you know, put just immense number of hours into their subreddits, their into communities. Building it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see, but, yeah, did, so. but did you see, so, um, so, but, but every time, every time Reddit c- comes up with a rule, these guys kind of follow the rule but it's against Reddit. Like, for example, Reddit said, "Okay, you can't just you can't just do something to turn it off or something. You've got to you've got to do the vote. You've got to get a real vote behind it." So, for example, Reddit picks the moderators of Reddit picks put a vote. Should we turn this thing? Should we uh, turn it back on to normal, or should we only for now and forever have pictures of John Oliver looking sexy? <laughs> mm-hmm. And of course, you know. Like 30,000 people vote for the John Oliver and like a couple of thousand people vote for turning it back on. So now if you go to Reddit pics, every picture is John Oliver. And um, that's a 
you know, that's a, an interesting way to fight against the man. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I, I saw I think I saw something yesterday where the traffic had almost gone up to previous levels. Hmm. So I don't think it's really working. Um, and I think I think what will end up happening is they'll end up um, just um, taking over some of these subreddits, yeah. or just killing just some of them. Yeah, just hire on the point other people. It could be a high, you know hybrid solution. People like you know five different versions of how they you know, do this, and and then some of those communities migrate over to other free you know software or something. And it's like you know there's some people who left Twitter go to Mastodon, and there's some little micro communities over there. There's like a million people on Mastodon, and you know they're happy Mastodon, and they left Twitter, and you know everybody's not a big deal either way. You know I think it'd be kind of a similar thing. Um, it's really hard. Um, I'm not saying that you can't bring down a giant social network, um, once they reach scale, but it's pretty hard. Right. It's pretty hard. Um, you know, like I said, I, I, I don't, just, as I said, we originally had this conversation when everyone was thinking that Twitter was going to implode and be dead and there was going to ask the Donna. I said, I don't think that was going to happen. And I was right. That has not happened. And I'm not saying that it's going to be around in 30 years, but you know, a bunch of people going off to Mastodon or, you know, complaining they're going to close a Twitter account isn't going to, isn't going to be meaningful, isn't going to make a difference. And right. I think this, I think the same thing is going to happen with Reddit. And again, I'm not taking a position on this. I, you know, it's like what I think is right or wrong or whatever. You're just, just like, this is what's going to, this is probably what's going to happen based on kind of common sense. Yeah, but it, it but it, it's, it's the inevitable result of a for-profit making business that, you know, and, and not only just a for pro, uh, not only just a, a a capitalist enterprise, but one in which you have investors, and it's not like you have it's a it's a privately held, closely held corporation. It has some people who say, "Hey, you know, we make money, but really we're just vested in the software community. We don't have to. We don't care if this thing is is not a rocket ship." But investors care that it's a rocket ship. They don't give a crap really about the software, the community, or whatever. All they want is a return. It's just a number, right? And then that's what's driving this. And so that is ultimately going to be at odds at some point with what the community w- it wants from from the uh, software. So. All right. All right. I've got I've, we've got 15 minutes left and I've got a good one for you. OK. Um, so I don't know if you saw this, saw this link uh, that I posted. But basically, it's a blog post. Wait, what's going sorry. on? I'm sorry. I started the car. Oh yeah, no worries. Repeat, go on, go on again. Yeah, so it's a blog post, and the title is "Imaginary Problems Are the Root of Bad Software." And um, yeah, mm-hmm. cerebralab.com, and it's mm-hmm. a, an interesting point. But but the TLDR of it is most, and the, he's talking about like when you when programmers get asked to do work, either contract work or work at a company. Um, most programmers want to get paid and have fun at the same time. So, of course, the definition of fun is different for everyone, but for many engineers, it boils down to tackling interesting and challenging problems that are within the realm of solvability. So when they get given a task, they don't actually just do that task. <laughs> they like find new ways to have fun, um, and those new ways are to explore new technologies and solve problems in interesting ways. I'm just interested to hear your thought on that. 
Yeah, um, I think that's that's uh, very true, and I think that happens to companies once they re- reach a certain scale. You know, you have a small team, and your your software is barely viable as a company or as a money making venture. Then, like, there's not a lot of that going on because everybody's sort of, you know, just avoiding death. Death is um, uh, right around the corner, right? So everybody's focused, right? They say nothing focuses the mind. Like being with the knowledge that you'll be hanged at dawn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, so, you know, I think young startups, startups that have minimal funding or bootstrap, but let's just talk about like the, 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 the even funded startups that are early out. They, they know their days are numbered. They know they have, you know, they're going to run out of money if they don't hit certain growth targets or, or whatever. So they're not doing that. But once a company, reaches a certain level of success, I think it becomes easier and easier for developers and even dev leads and managers to 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 rationalize doing other kind of cool things. Well he's right he's even talking about contractors. So he's saying it's like the the story that he's giving, he's like, imagine you wanted to get a web app built from a contract company and you go along and you give them these these small specifications. And then they do this thing and it's like costs, you know, more than you expected. And at the end of the day, if you when you dig deep into it, you find out that they did this kind of shenanigan, you know, this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, well, you you also have the so you have there's different things at play here. There's people who are just wanna have wanna do an interesting problem. There's like something cool about the problem, something some kind of I don't know, a cool type of solution. There's also like people who are trying to pad the resume. So they're like, oh, we should use GraphQL or we should use, you know, this cool new language. Let's use Rust or Zig or let's use it. You know, it's like they can, and it's like they know, they, there's probably some part of them that knows that that's not really necessary, but they convince themselves that it really will be beneficial. But they also know deep down that like, if this thing doesn't work out, like I have this whole new skill. I have this big yeah. project I work on that exercise these technologies, which I can then lever, you know, lever myself up career-wise at my next gig. It's sort of like a two-for-one type of situation. Mm-hmm. And um, from a individual standpoint, it's totally understandable why someone would want to do that, right? They're like, well, you know, hey, look, I'm look, I'm bringing in cutting-edge technology and cutting-edge solutions to this startup. Like, I'm brought here in here You can because- sell it as well. You can sell it to the to the client. You can say, hey, look, you know, this is what everyone's using now. We're gonna build your we're gonna build your app in Rust. Yeah, I mean, they, there's it happens all the time because it's it's usually it's 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 not, it's not even. I mean, yeah, you could snow non technical people of that, but you can even convince technical people sometimes. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um. But um, I think that most people, most developers, when they do that, a lot of times they don't even really. I mean, they don't think that they're they're doing the wrong thing, right? They think they're doing the right thing. They're like, look, this thing is built using Angular. Angular is old school. We're all React or Vue or we're, we've moved on to Elixir or some cool new thing. And, you know, this is, you're never going to be able to hire developers for Angular. Or if you do, they're going to be third-rate developers because that's, you know, yesterday's technology. We need to move forward, da 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 right? And so we have mm-hmm. to react. And so now that's a six-month rewrite and we get to reach these people and, and stuff, but uh, coincidentally, it allows those the same developers to level up their their skills, right? So, 
But you know, the thing I'll say too is this, I think this is particularly something you've, you've heard people complain about this. I mean, I, I can't say that I've had personal experience with this, but I can see how this would happen is that when you hire PhDs, you get this in spades because they're always interested in investigating and finding the truth about something as opposed to just solving the problem. So they'll just go, always go down these rabbit holes of hmm. like, oh, this is a really interesting thing I've just discovered. We need to kind of research this more deeply. And they're looking, and it's almost like they're going to go present a paper at a conference about it, as opposed to an engineer that says, I don't know, it's like, yeah, this this will work, you know. And so PhDs, they like to solve, they're, they're curious, they like to solve, they, you know, they find interesting problems and they want to explore and that's that's what they were trained to do and that's what attracted them to get a PhD in the first place but they're so they're prone to going down rabbit holes as a result of that of being at that I kind of wonder like it's obviously there's no way to know this but I, I really do wonder like across the entirety of the software industry like what percentage of of human of mankind's effort goes into stuff that isn't really necessary to do you know well, these imaginary problems well, a ton i well, mean you know a, a, you know a ton well you know and you get places like twitter where it was like they had um where, what was it that like uh like it's like some huge percentage like 80 percent of the people in engineering hadn't com- hadn't done a commit in three months <laughs> right right i mean they, they're just totally fucking around you know, I think Peter Thiel always should joke around about this. Like years ago, he's like, yeah, there's a lot of pot smoking going on over Twitter. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people who aren't working real hard, kind of messing around with stuff. And, you know, um, you know, it's like there was always people, I guess there was this huge microservices thing that was going on at Twitter. And uh, mm-hmm. Elon came in and just shit canned the whole thing. Everyone was like, oh, my God, Elon Musk is an idiot. He has no understanding how this is going to work. Everything's going to go down in flames and fail. And it was totally wrong. All that was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it's not that microservices can't work or that they're, they're the wrong solution or the Twitter. But it's just that, you know, because you and I, we don't have any real deep insight into what this engineering was, what, what was going on there. And it would take a long time to even have enough information to make a, 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 a you know, a fair call on it. But you can totally see how that would happen, right? Mm-hmm. How they're, how they're over engineering because they had to do something, right? What are we doing here? Like, I, I, I can't just sit here and, and, and um, read, read Reddit all day. And I got to do something and I got to commit some code or I got to. So, hey, why don't we do microservices that I've heard? I think we that'll improve our scalability and resilience. And other engineers like, oh, yeah, sounds great. You know, and you have all these just massive effort as microservices thing, which, you know, was totally. I mean, you know, it wasn't it just wasn't necessary, but it probably cost wise, probably cost many millions of dollars, you know, of developer time. All right. Um, I I think we have enough time to go through a couple of other things. Um, okay. Apple Vision Pro. What do you think? Um, well, we talked about. Didn't we talk about that last show? No, we do. Oh, did we? Did yeah, we? and I said well, I just I you know I said my 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 take on it is that I think it's going to be a hard thing to overcome because it's going to look so weird to be doing that. Oh, that's what it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right, move on. But move on, my on. my caveat is. If you have a bunch of young NBA and NFL athletes sauntering around with it, like they do with the the the, air, the whatever the headphones are, the Beats or the Air 
uh, Max or whatever. The, oh, that was it. Yeah, we did know. talk about it. Sorry. Max. Yeah, you know, if they make it cool, so it's good to the rest of us human beings who are over the age of like 25 think it looks completely ridiculous. You know, I don't know, maybe you have a bunch of, you know, high school, you know, college kids walking around to these things because like they think it's cool. And um, that's the one. If it If it does enter the world, in any meaningful way, it's not going to be the nerds because nerds aren't cool. So a nerd walking around with these is not going to make people want to do it. It's, it's the first round draft picks for the jets and the, you know, the gold state warriors or whatever, you know, walking around with this stuff. And everyone's like, Oh man, those guys are cool. I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, I want okay. something like that. Okay. Next one. I'm going to try and rush out all okay. everything in, in the next right, let's go. five minutes. Okay. okay. Um, this is a fast company blog post. Gen Xers and old millennials really just want to go back in time to before the internet existed. <laughs> Why? Why? I don't, I don't understand. Okay, so why do they want it's that? It's because it's why a survey. It's a survey. Um, according to a new survey, Americans are yearning for an era before constant connectivity. Basically, hmm. just a, a, they just, uh, let, let me see. It was 63% of 18 to 34-year-olds agreed um, but it was actually 77% of 35 to 54 who said, just don't want to be plugged in all the time. I just want to, I just want life before it was all about looking at screens. You know, you know, it's like you, we could get by with, there's certain things that are just really, really helpful, like cell phones, you know, just be able to call, like, that's really helpful. Right. Don't you yeah. agree? Cell phones, like yeah, having yeah. a smartphone, like that's really helpful. And like, you know, like Google Maps, like a real, I remember oh. before you have to like, maps. you know. I mean, using regular Thomas, maps was so painful. <laughs> I mean, there's certain things like that, you know, reserving, doing research on stuff. I mean, God, you know, it's like the good with the bad. It's like, in, in other words, it, it, it's like, I think that what people would really like to do is get rid of social network, getting rid of social media. Yeah. Social like if media. you could kill if 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 social media could just die <laughs> <laughs> yeah all and, and all the things that that's enabled because all the all the uh, we have a huge amount of dysfunction that's creeped into this world because any kind of just socially dysfunctional kind of thing before would just be sort of people would just kind of keep it to themselves or be really minor as blows up into a whole. yeah be a bubble in a small community rather than just going fucking and now it's a whole like you know it's a whole like um what's the word i want to use it's like a um it's it's memeable a political interest group you know it's it's memeable basically anything can just spread like wildfire because of memes and that and 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 virality you you know the the example well yeah i I think we're talking about slightly different things so there was there was an there's an example I can't remember. I think it was just on, this might've been on um, Hacker News, somebody in a comment section, but or something else. And I thought it was so, it illustrated it so well. And the guy said, he said, yeah, you know, back before the internet, if some, if, if, if your friend came up to you and said, you know, I really like to fuck toasters. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the guy's <laughs> friends would be like, dude, you, you need to cut that out. Like, that's not cool. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be fucking toasters, right? Like, that's not cool. And the guy gets kind of shamed. He's like, oh, yeah, okay. But on the internet, you just go find your toaster fucking subreddit. <laughs> and you got your fucking toaster hashtag. 
and you got your Facebook groups, and you got your activists. Now you got your toaster fucking protests and your toaster testing. That really, you know, safe spaces. Totally, and, totally nails it. That's perfect. <laughs> you know, and so now, now we got to deal with toaster fuckers everywhere, right? Please, please call the show toaster fuckers. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, so it's just. It allows any sort of thing, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to like denigrate any particular subgroup or any, but it's just like, you know, like there's people who are like, think they're ill. They're always ill. Right. You've, you've read about that. The teenagers. Right, right, right. Yeah. And they, and they all, and they're all making up all these fake illnesses and they really believe these illnesses or they all think they have Tourette's and it's not really Tourette's and they, and because they're on a social network and I think the whole thing started like on Tumblr and they have all these kids walking around who have these sort of manufactured mental yeah. illnesses yeah. that aren't even real, but they've convinced themselves they had it, you know? And, you know, you have like these, I'm sure you've, I'm sure you've seen these like, um, uh, documentary uh, where it was like, what was it? Was a documentary? Don't fuck with cats or something like that, yeah, or some yeah. version of it like yeah, that. And it yeah. was about, you know, and there was one. It was about these cannibals, like these sub communities of cannibals that find, can find each other on the internet, right? Yeah. And it's like this stuff is just, you know, obviously that's the most extreme cases, but I feel like there's something about because people can can sort of cloister themselves cut themselves off to a real community and they just can get on the internet and then they can just find people and they can, and they can just, that just exacerbate some of the worst things, the anger, paranoia, frustration, and it validates any sort of narcissistic, self-destructive, you know, um, uh, malignant and it used to be tendencies and it just get, blows it up allows people to just lean into it as opposed to if you're a part of a small community everybody's like dude cut that out you need to get outside you need to you know come to work or church or the social function or whatever the community there was a, but there were. was a sweet spot like there was like when it before it be, be, was so easy and there was bulletin boards and google groups that was like a kind of sweet spot, but now so it's about just... like 1998 yeah so we we we, we peaked in 99 yeah. I think Prince community, had a party community like, peaked in 1999. Yeah. Part, like Prince had it right. We're going to party like it's 1999. Like he didn't, he didn't realize how right he was. How right he was. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Back when Mulder was on X Files. I mean, you know, we were yeah. we were we were firing on all signals and cylinders. I, you know, I, 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 I there's a, there's a, you know, because I was thinking about that a little bit, and and it's a little bit of a tangent, but it's like, are you happier than you were? And I don't know, mid nineties or people happier in general. Well, I mean, you're never happier because you're always happier when you're younger. Like the, the youngest version of you is the, is the best picture of you and the happiest version of you. See, I don't know about that's true. I don't know if I'm happier. I mean, I don't know if I was happier then than I am now. I I am happier now than I was probably in my mid twenties. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll need to save it for the next, for the next show was, Okay. Um, you can quickly get your point in, but I've got my uh, wrap it up. <laughs> you got your, your Georgie is, is sending you that text. You're starting to get more and more frequent tests, texts. <laughs> right. Shut it down. Well, seven. We had a we had a hard hard shutdown at seven. I remember. Yeah, at seven oh one. So we've already we were already at least water. a minute over, or at least a minute. But was there okay. was there one quick point that you wanted to make? You said this. You said this is on a tangent. 
Well, I was just thinking earlier today, like, um, I was thinking about like when people become really wealthy, are they happier than when they were sort of making the wealth? Like is Larry, I was thinking Larry Page and Sergi, Sergi Brand for one reason. Like what are they doing now? Right. Right. I mean, what the hell are they even doing? Are they hanging out of that? I mean, like they, I wonder if they're happier now or they, they might've been happier back when they were just starting Google and things were starting to happen. They were, they're probably at their happiest when, when, when they were, you know, they, from the point where they were just starting out, you know, up through when it was really growing quickly and Portland yeah. became a big bureaucratic thing. They probably, that is probably when they had, they were the happiest. They knew they were going to do well financially. They didn't necessarily have a lot of material wealth, but it didn't matter because they didn't need a lot because, you know, excessive material wealth doesn't really make that much difference. They knew things were going to work out in the end financially, and they were just having a blast, fully engaged in solving some really big problem. Yeah. But I don't think, but you're like, wonder, like, I'll bet you they're not, whatever they're doing, which is, doesn't sound like they're doing much, um, is, is, is as fulfilling as when they were actually engaged in so building the, the, Google. The moral of that is you just need to enjoy what you're doing now. This is your happy time before you, yeah. because you're going to be very successful and then you're going to be unhappy. So well, be happy now. <laughs> Yeah, let me just say I know I know you got to go. So it's like you know the, my favorites. My favorite sayings is you, if you find if you find a happy person, you'll find a project. Right, that's a nice thing. Yeah, and and as somebody else, like a definition of happiness or a definition is like happiness is when you make progress on a project that's important to you. That mm-hmm. was another way of saying. I heard I've heard that as well. But um, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's just it's just about being engaged. But the problem is when you have a lot of money. It, it 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 it's hard to get engaged in anything because so you 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 feel like well I should just hire people I should just invest in a company and have them do it mm-hmm. right and so like I knew a guy who he just had access to a vast amount of wealth from a young age like he just dropped out of college didn't ever have to work and he probably really really enjoyed getting into technology writing code building stuff but instead he just you know invested in companies. And I'm like, it's like, it's like, you know, have being an athlete and never competing an athlete and just going to buying a sports team. Mm, yeah. It's like, dude, like training and, and practice and traveling to games and playing games and winning and losing and going for the playoffs. And I mean, that is fun, man. Like that's the fun dude, you know, but they get, but if you have too much money, you're just out of it. You, you know, Shit, there's something that I really have been meaning to ask you for like five shows. Mm. Um, and, but we've really got to go. So I just so give me a quick answer. Okay. Have you watched Ted Ted Lasso? Yeah, I watched the first season. I'm starting to get a little bit annoyed into it in the first second season, so it kind of petered out. Okay. Although Sandy Sandy really wants to keep watching it, even though um, uh, I think it got a little. To be honest with you, it got a little woke for me, and I started. Yeah, to get kind right. Of, That's I, what I, I was wondering. Like, I got annoyed. So. So Colby gets really annoyed by that. Stuff. Like I get annoyed, but I kind of developed a certain amount of just, um, you know, just got to deal with it. You know, there's a certain amount of it, and Colby's just like, I'm not watching it. And so we're before we were watching it as a family. Now it's like Colby's like, I'm gonna play, you know, I'm gonna go to something else. And then I, you can tell I'm a little disengaged, and Sandy's like, you know. <laughs> so she's a little disappointed because Izzy or Ariel like, are we gonna watch Ted Lasso? And like, you know, so it's kind of a thing. Okay. So, I don't know. Are you still watching it? Yeah. Well, well, I you know we've I've watched all three seasons. Well, I'm I'm in the middle of season three, and I I, I quite enjoy it. But um, I mean, it's nice to have something that's 
uncynical. <laughs> it's rare to have something that's uncynical. Well, the the, uh, the thing was the th- the thing was that uh, it was starting to get annoying in the second season. Is like the main antagonist, the the woman owner. Now she's like his friend or supporter, and it's like you know before he had everyone against him, right? Which made it you know he had the town, the owner. Well, there's the, a, the, the there the, is a the, very nice turnaround. One of the characters goes against him, and okay. that's that that makes it more interesting. Yeah. But it's like you, you got to have something to fight against. It's like when the world's against you and you're trying to, I mean, when the odds are really stacked against you, then it makes a more interesting story. When everybody's like, you know, supporting you, it's like, what kind of story is this? So that's, I started to get a little bit of that feeling. It started feeling like it was getting a little just the, searching for the basic, like what I thought you might like about it was just the basic fact that he's an American. He's going over to England. He doesn't understand shit about football, about soccer. And just sort of that that side of things, I thought you might appreciate it. Well, it was good. It was good the first season, you know. But then it's kind of like, okay, we've gotten over that, right? Like, yeah, 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 he, yeah. He, he he doesn't like tea. He likes coffee, and he he doesn't understand some of the words that that you know the Brits use. And okay, so but those jokes only go so far, and then it's like okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was. I thought the, I thought the first season was good. I mean, I liked it. It was just the second season I started getting a little little frustrated. But. Um, Right. That doesn't mean I'm not going to watch it. Is there anything else? Do you have any other? Uh, no, no, I better go. I better go. Otherwise, you're in deep trouble, mister. Yeah, man. It's, we're All seven right. minutes over. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, have, enjoy your uh, Friday night. And uh, all right. That's a wrap. We're out. Peace.